I'm excited about that, to prepare God's word and to be able to give that to you. God is so, so good and faithful. But I'll tell you what, it is so cool being able to come up here and to start preaching after we just sang what we just sang, right? Really, what else, what else do we need other than that? I mean, we just together proclaimed the truth, all of those amazing things about God, and everything that you just sang comes right from the pages of Scripture. And what an exciting, what an exciting way to, to come up, to come up here. So, anyway, so um, thank you guys for putting up with a little bit of a transition, and thank you for the worship team. There's so many things that happen with Lauren on the keys, and Cody, and Edwin, and Roger, and Jeremiah. They do so many things. And it's getting more. I keep pushing them harder and harder. We got Adam did announcements this morning. Was that good? Was that awesome seeing a new person up here? We like Pastor Jim Wright, but it's good to get a little break every once in a while. <laughs> no, Adam is gifted in communication, and he is a strong servant in our church. So thank you for that. Um, so anyway, um, I hope that you are consistently in prayer for our for our pastors and our elders, because stuff like this comes up, they get sick, and we have to rally the troops and come together, and so we, we covet your prayers. Um, but speaking of prayer, we're going to go, we're, we're gonna go in a, uh, a, a direction of prayer this morning. Raise your left hand. As everybody, make sure that you know which one is your left hand. That's the one that makes the L, just in case you need a little help there. Raise your left hand if you have ever wanted to pray but not known what to say. You wanted to pray, but you're like, I have no idea what to say. Okay, keep that hand up there, okay? Now, raise your right hand if you desire to have a deeper prayer life. Okay, so we, right there. So now, take both of those hands and turn them over and bring them down. And let's assume that posture as we pray as if God is going to give us something, as if we are saying, Abba, Father, Daddy, okay? Let's pray. God, may we rest in you alone this morning. Give us the hope that comes from you and you alone. You are our rock and our salvation. When we receive strength from you, we will not be shaken and this morning, God, we take our refuge in you. Amen. All right. I have a confession to make. That prayer, I'm going to put this over there. Is that going to bother anybody? Okay. I don't always know what to say either in prayer, even though I'm a pastor. There are times when I know I'm, I know I'm supposed to pray. That would be a great time to pray, but I don't necessarily know what to say. So I'm in that same boat with you. You don't always have to know what to say, though, when you're praying. Sometimes the best thing that you can do in prayer is just find something awesome in the Bible that's already been said and just pray that back to the Lord. He knows your heart. He knows what's going on with you. So the prayer that I just said was an example of doing this. I was just praying Psalm 62, 5 through 8. And I think we've got, is that slide up there, Lauren? 
There we go, right there. Okay, so, so, it's, so Psalm 62, 5 through 8 says, For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory, my mighty rock, my refuge. This is really far away. Trust in him at all times, O people, and pour out your heart before him. God is a safe refuge for us. So I just turned that psalm into a prayer, okay? So you can do that in your prayer time. And um, I am going to, I'm going to show you guys how to do this. We're going to do like, uh, we're going to do like a little, um, a little activity, a little interaction. Are you good with that? Wake you up a little bit? Okay. So we're going to do the same thing together. We're all together. Okay. We're going to do this. So let's put up Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 up there on the, on the screen there. Okay. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Let's all read this together. Ready? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Okay, so now if we were going to pray this prayer, if we were going to turn this scripture into a prayer, it would go something like this. Let's say this together. God, help me to trust in you, right, with all of my heart and not rely on my own understanding. Please help me to always keep you in mind whatever I am doing so that I might stay on your path for life. Do you think that's something that you could do? So, so easy. Find a scripture that you really like and pray it back to the Lord. But we're not just going to stay in theory. We're going to go to practice Praxi, is that right, Devon? Praxi, would that be the, the Latin? Praxi? Praxi. <laughs> I'm saying that because he's in graduate school right now, learning all this fancy, dancy stuff. So we're going to go to practice. So here's what I want you to do. We can't take forever, okay? Pastor Jim will kill me. We have to do this quickly, okay? So what I want you to do, turn to your neighbor, okay? And if it's your wife or your spouse that you're with, find another neighbor, all right, all right. <laughs> they're not the neighbor in your view, and tell them quickly your favorite Bible verse, look it up, and pray it. Go. All right, we got to do this, we got to do this quickly, okay? We are moving from thought to practice. All right, got to move fast. If you don't have a Bible verse, that's okay. Use your neighbor's Bible verse. If you need to get up and jump pews, it's not illegal, I promise. It's okay to move. All right. If somebody needs a good one, Psalm 119.9 is a good one. For those of you that are online, you can do this yourself. What's your favorite Bible verse? You can look it up and pray it with the person that's there next to you. Glad you're here with us. We have not forgot about you this morning.
Okay, hopefully you should be on to the second person now. Let's, let's come back together. So cool hearing your guys' voices. So what do you think? Do you think that that could be a tool that you could use regularly in your prayer life? I, ho I hope so. It's such a, such a simple thing. So I wanted to give you something practical, but I also would like to give you something from the Word and something theological if you don't mind. So we're going to try and cover, cover all the bases. So we're, we're round in second now, all right? So um, earlier I prayed right out of Psalm 62, 5 through 8. So if you want to write that down, that is the passage that I was using, Psalm 62, 5 through 8. So I apologize. We don't have uh, note things for you, so pull out your note-taking app or if you have wide margins right in your Bible, or is there any white space on the, on the bulletin? Um, but anyway, you could write it on your hand too. Psalm 62, 5 through 8. And in, in, this, in this passage, let's bring that up there, Lauren. So it says, uh, yeah, O Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down. Um, is that... I don't think that one is the uh, correct Psalm 62, 5 through 8. So how about I just use the Bible right in front of me? Okay. All right. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. My fortress, I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory, my, righty, my mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. So I wanted to focus in um, on one word. It's a very simple message this morning. Um, so I just wanted to really just have a singular purpose to talk about this word refuge and then to, to see that you guys have a connection between God being our refuge and prayer, okay? 
So refuge is not a word that we use in our everyday vocabulary. It's not a common word for us to use. We, we, we would say the concept, but we don't use that particular word. But this is a very important biblical concept. Very, very important. So basically, a working definition for the word refuge is that God is a shelter that we can go to or seek when we are in danger. Okay, so God being our refuge is, is, is meaning the place that we go when we, are, when we feel like we're in danger. Okay, so it has, we're combining the concept of seeking, like looking for a safe place, but yet God, being, God is our refuge. He is the safe place, and he is our rock, right? He is our firm foundation. He is all of those things that we saw in the passage, all of those things about God being mighty and God being our strong tower and our God being our rock. All of those things are in the same context, the same vein of refuge, because God is our refuge. He, we seek and he provides the safety, okay, emotionally, physically, all, all of those things. So seeking God when you need safety because you feel like you are in danger. So did any of you seek refuge in your basement Friday night? Anybody heard? Any, I know we have some Woodhull people. I was watching it. Woodhull got slaughtered in Monmouth. Yeah. You, why? Who, who went in their basement? Raise your hand again. I'm going to embarrass you. Okay, we're going to go with Abby. She's going to regret raising her hand. Why did you choose to go in your basement? Okay, but why your basement, though? Because it's a safe place. What is it about the basement that's safe, makes it more safe? It's underground. Yeah, so, so those of us that have a basement. I grew up in California. We didn't have basements, so I guess we would just get sucked up in the tornado. Um, so... <laughs> So we, uh, so we, we, you hear the sign. So here's the scenario. It's very simple. Here's the scenario. You know a tornado is coming, okay, whether it was your phone, your grandma called you, or however, the news, you find out that there is danger that is coming, right? And then you found a safe place. If it wasn't your basement, you probably went to your rearing as a child. There's probably somewhere that you could go in your home that is, you know, maybe away from windows. So you found a safe place, okay? So here's another scenario. That's, that's a, a tangible, everyday, rubber-on-the-road scenario, right? Let's switch it to a spiritual scenario. You know that temptation from the flesh and attacks from the devil are coming. Is that news to you? No. You know it's coming. You know it's coming, right? So, here's the question, though. Where is your safe place to weather the storms of life? Where is your safe place? Think about it. Don't just be hypothetical. Think about it. Where do you find emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual safety. I'm not going to spoon feed you this morning. I'm going to leave that hanging there for you. I want you to chew on that and think about that. 
I like what, what Spurgeon has to say about this idea of refuge. Spurgeon says this, God, who is our rock when we flee for shelter, is also our strong rock when we stand firm and defy the foe. So again, it's this idea of, of God is, the, is what we seek to go after. So, so the idea of seek, so we seek refuge, but we find refuge in God, our rock, our firm foundation, our strong tower. We find that strength. So refuge is a seeking, and it is an actual, an actual thing that we, that we can find in Christ. Oh, let's see. My computer keeps turning off. Okay? So that was a lot of intellectual and theological stuff. So let's get back to the real world. Any amens there? Let's get back. Let's put the rubber on the road. That's good. I want you to think about that, and I'm going to come back to that a little bit later. But let's, let's bring it back to modern day, what we understand and experience all the time. Okay? In modern terms... A refugee is someone who's fleeing from their home country because of what? War, violence, persecution, right? They are fleeing from their country, going to another country, and we know about this. We know about there is a refugee crisis in the world, right? That's not news. All you have to do is... Turn on whatever channel news that you watch or get on Facebook. You see all over the world there are refugees and there are things happening all over the world. And, and there's a refugee crisis. From 2001 to 2017, America accepted 895,000 refugees. 895,000 refugees. Do you realize that's the size of the entire state of South Dakota? That's how many refugees we have accepted in our country. And that's just America. There are lots of other countries that are open to refugees. We live in a world that's in crisis. War, poverty, Violence, religious extremism, and corruption are running rampant in the world that we live in. And just in case you didn't know, America is not the answer to the world's problems. God is. And I love, God bless America. I do the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm a patriot. But God is not the answer to this situation. The world is in crisis. When we, as people, wherever we are from, set the pattern of our lives upon the solid and unshakable foundation of God's word, we prevail. Wherever we are, whoever we are, we set our life upon God's word, we prevail. Society excels and prevails across all time, across all cultures, God word, God's word stands firm. 
because he's our refuge. On the other side of that, though, when we as people, wherever we are from, continue down the path of accepting, protecting, and even advocating for sin, we will be war-torn, impoverished, religiously persecuted, corrupted, and violent. All of those things that people are seeking refuge in the United States can be just as true here, and people are having to leave here when we don't base our life upon the foundation of God's word, and when we don't find our refuge in him and in him alone, we will find ourselves looking for a refuge because violence is coming. It will be knocking on our doorstep when we continue to allow sin to lead us. So at this time, I would like the worship team to come forward and we're going to continue to develop the thought that I gave you earlier. A little while ago, I, I asked you this, and I could tell that you got, your wheels were spinning. I, I could see smoke coming out of your ears a little bit, trying to figure this out. So a little while ago, I asked you, where do you find emotional, relational, financial and spiritual safety. What a great question to think to think about. Where do you where do you find that? Be honest. Here, here are some here are some possibilities. Your family. Do you find yourself when problems start happening, you go to your you just you go to mom, you go to dad, you go to grandma. How about this? Speaking of Devon and grad school, do you go to your education? Do you find yourself saying, what have I learned? What do the textbooks tell me that I am supposed to do? What did I learn in my, in my education, in my upbringing? How about this? Your friends. Anybody? Anybody? Stuff goes wrong? You go right to your friends. How about this? Your counselor, when you, got, when you have problems, do you go right to your counselor and schedule another session? How about Facebook? Do you find yourself going to Facebook, pouring your heart out, hoping that other people are going to come alongside you? How about this one? This is maybe going to step on some toes. How about substance abuse? Do you go to alcohol? Do you go to drugs? Do you go to nicotine? Do you go to eating? Is there a substance that you go? And, and lastly, the, the last thing that I could think of is how about seclusion? Do you shut off? You just close everybody out and be at an arm's length? Some of the things that I listed, don't, don't get me wrong, some of the things that I listed are very good, very helpful tools. But I want to let you know, nothing on that list that I gave you is your refuge. Nothing. God alone is our refuge. Only God, through his son Jesus, is your refuge. That's it. What a simple message. God alone is your refuge. Go to him. 
Seek him. Think about him. Read his thoughts. Put his ideas into action. Love him. Find your safety and your protection in him. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to have a little bit of an extended worship time after I pray, because this is an easy thing to say and a hard thing to do. But I want to have you guys experience King David doing it in Psalm 139. As we worship together, Blaine is going to read the passage, and you're going to see what it's like when somebody really believes that God is their refuge and they put it into action, and they pray out loud. And so we're going to worship through the word, and then we're going to end singing a song together. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, I am so thankful for the simple message of your word this morning. I'm so thankful that all we have to do is open your scripture and see the concept from Genesis to Revelation that you are our refuge. You are our rock. You are our salvation. You are where we go to. We find shelter under your wings, Lord. We find protection in you. We find provision in you. Our sustenance is in you. Our hope is in you. Our joy is in you because you are our refuge. You are mighty, Lord Jesus, and we just ask that during this time, Lord Jesus, that this people right here and right now would be able to experience you in worship, and they would go to you right now as we worship, Lord Jesus. Thank you for this time. In your name, 